0: what's going on family this is your podcast mentor jonathan jones and we did something different this week we did something a little bit different so we flipped the roles all right so i'm not going to be the interviewer of this episode i'm going to be the interviewee we we did a collab with the thrive after sports podcast hosted by my guy mr taj deshawn and he's going to be interviewing and asking me the questions for this episode of the your podcast mentor show so just want to give you that caveat so this is a show for me this is also a show for him because once again it's a collab but family tap in there's some gems there's some great information throughout this episode so enjoy it let me know your feedback let me know if we should do this again but all right family it's your podcast mentor jonathan jones peace and god bless we will talk soon welcome to the your podcast mentor show with jonathan jones Here, you will learn how to start, launch, and monetize your podcast. In addition to hearing the latest trends and the latest and greatest things happening in the podcast industry. Are you ready?
1: Folks, I'm here with Jonathan Jones. This is a big deal, folks. This has been a long time coming. We've been trying to line this thing up, get these schedules aligned for God knows how long at this point, but we made it happen. Uh, This man is everywhere like air. I'm telling you this brother, every time I get on LinkedIn, this man is either speaking at an event, uh, hosting an event, attending an event, posting about the podcast. Uh, anybody who he knows everybody. Anytime I have a conversation, I'm like, Oh, you need to connect with Jonathan Jones. I already know Jonathan. I just spoke with Jonathan last week. This is a common thing that I have when it comes to this man. Like I said, he's everywhere. Um, Jonathan, first of all, thank you for being here today, man. Uh, I was on your podcast probably a couple months ago at this point. Now I get to interview you, get the pleasure of interviewing you. But man, for those folks who may be living under a rock, they haven't seen you everywhere like I have. Can you please tell the people just a little bit about who you are and and what you're up to?
0: Yeah, man. First of all, let me just let you know, man, the check is on the way. All right, The the check is in the mail. You should just have to sign for it by the time the interview is over. All right. So don't (laughs) worry. I'm going to get you paid. I'm going to get you taken care of. So thanks um you know for for giving for giving that love and, and and that that warm introduction. Uh man, but I'm I'm Jonathan Jones. I've evolved over the past few years, but man, I just affectionately call myself, you know, your podcast mentor cuz at the end of the day, I help people launch and leverage podcasts uh, you know, and that that that's really what I'm I'm all about these days, man, showing people how they can take a podcast and how they can make it do whatever they needed to do uh for their position, for their career and for the next phase of their life. Love it,
1: man. Hey, no check necessary. You know, I know you just cracking jokes, but <laughs> I meant that from the heart, man. It's one of those things where, since I first really came on the scene um, with Thrive After Sports, I noticed you right away as one of the main people who was serving athletes. And I know everything you're up to these days is a lot bigger than the athlete community. But all that being said, man, you are someone who really walks the walk. You know what I mean? Like, and you mentioned that word evolve. Um, If that's one thing I could say about you too, man, aside from the the hard work and the consistency is the evolution. I've seen you branch out into different things without losing the core of who you are, you know, how you really want to serve. But let's take it back, man. I want to give people the history of Jonathan Jones before we get into what you're doing today. Once upon a time, you were uh, a college athlete, just like me, Mm -hmm. man. And um, towards the tail end of your basketball career, I think that would be a good place to start. What was it like for you? Hanging up the jersey for the last time and walking off the court, man.
0: Man, but before we even before we even go there, I want to I want to take it back just a little bit further because I was so I was a Division three junior college basketball player. Taj, before I was that, I was a Division three junior college team manager. Okay, so you know I'm I'm the guy packing up the packing up the bags. I'm the guy putting the shoes in the locker, putting up the jerseys, all that good stuff. And then I got the opportunity to you know, be a part of the team through, through walking on and doing all that good stuff. And then after we finished junior college, finished junior college, shout out to Richland, uh, where we got the junior college national championship, man, then we're at University of Texas at Tyler. And bro, when I tell you, I went through every range of emotion because it's, it's interesting where, you know, people see the one side of being an athlete and, you know, despite whatever level you're at, people get excited for you as an athlete right like you know women want to be with you guys want to be like you type deal but what was going on in the locker room bro I was having a battle within myself because it seemed like almost every other day bro I'm like I'm ready to quit I'm ready to quit I'm mad I'm sitting on the end of the bench I am the definition of what a cancer is bro it was so bad like after games are over i'm sprinting to the locker room to get dressed as fast as i can just so i can get out and i'm like man i don't want to be here it was just it was terrible bro it was terrible okay it was bad and it was it was my doing it was my doing but to get to your question i just wanted to get that backstory because i know there's some people somewhere either they they're either going through the course of their sport or they finished up their sport and they might have some of the feelings that i have or had but I want to let them know, like, if you're feeling this way, one, you need to really talk to somebody because you have a real great experience in the locker room or as a part of a team. And you don't want to ruin those relationships because you're not getting the play time you think you desire deserve or because you're not whatever. Right. So I just want to put that. Taj, what was the question, man? I forgot the question. I had to get that off my chest, man. Man,
1: I'm gonna come back to the question, but because that was that was a lot to unpack there that I want to dive into. Sometimes okay. I forget that part of your story, first of all, about how you went from being the team manager to actually being on the court. Right. And then it's so hard to imagine you as being a cancer to a team, especially the way you deal with people and operate and network with people. Now it doesn't even. But we were all young and, mm-hmm. you know, immature at one point. I've been there myself. But um, I appreciate you sharing that because I know a lot of people can can relate to it. Not everyone has a glamorous college experience. You know what I mean? Me included. I didn't get the playing time I wanted. I had some uh, cancerous ways myself back in the day. But just to go back to a second, like how did you go from being the team manager? If you could tell that story real quick, how did that happen? Because I always forget that part of your journey.
0: Yeah, bro. So, um, so I didn't even honestly want to go to college. My, my high school was traumatic for me. I played JV in high school. It was traumatic for me um and your boy got fired on his day off because i was hooking people up at the grocery store right so leading up to graduation bro i'm on the couch i'll never forget it i'm on the couch marietta georgia in my dad's living room and my dad walks in he's like son what are you doing you don't have to go to work today and i was like nah dad i'm off today (laughs) so so i don't tell him what's going on don't tell him i got fired and then uh after i graduate right after i graduate i later tell my dad that you know i got fired but literally day after graduation i hit up my mom i'm in the car with her leaving from georgia to drive to texas because i got fired from the job and i'm just trying to get as far away from atlanta as i possibly could then i'm in texas and you know my dad's an attorney my mom's an accountant so it's to the point to where you know uh college is what was just next i didn't necessarily want to go but it was what was next you know my dad he's an attorney my mom she's an accountant it just is what happened next so my mom said son you know there's a community college up the road you should just check it out so i went up there and you know it was summertime when people getting registered for classes and then i saw that they had i saw they was having a crazy open gym up there taj like i'm talking about old school like new york style all these guys on the sideline and you know they're doing the whole open gym thing And then I happened to run into the head coach at that time while I was getting signed up for classes. He was like, you look familiar. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. He was like, yeah, you look real familiar. Mind you, I'm in Texas now, not in Atlanta. I'm like, he does not know me. So I I start talking with him and he's like, yeah, you can come over into the gym. I go in. I'm like, okay, I'm going to come to school just so I can play basketball. And then when it comes time to do tryouts, my man is gone. Same coach is not there anymore. I'm like, oh, dang, I was going to, you know, try to play on this relationship that he thought we had. And I was going to try <laughs> to, you know, finagle this into, into something more. And uh, I'll never forget Coach Coleman Crawford. He was uh, an assistant coach with Florida State when they beat number one seeded Duke uh, in the NCAA at one point. So I met him. He was like, Jonathan, we don't have spots for players. He said, you can come out and try out at 6 o'clock in the morning. But he was like, we don't really have spots. And unless you like really just show me something, then we don't have nothing for you. So until this day, I still realized that he was just giving me a test to see if I show up, which I did. I did the tryout. He was like, just like I told you, we don't have any spots. However, I want to keep you close to the team. So if you're willing to be close to the team, then I can bring you on. So I said, you know, I'll take it. So I was team manager, was getting work study money. And then what? A year later, after him seeing me performing uh, inner meals, and you know, I was going Taj, I was going ham. I was going ham inner meals. All right. But <laughs> you know, then it got to that point to where he said, John, all right, you've been the manager, so now we can let you practice, you know, a day. So I went in and practiced. Luckily, I almost passed out. Okay. Beyond out of shape. Okay. Beyond out of shape. <laughs> but long, long, story short, long story short. I I'm bring this to an end. Long story short. Um, if i then started playing i would have waved my red shirt and that would have been a year of eligibility gone so didn't end up playing then but the next year you know i was able to uh get a spot on the team but man that's the that that's the whole story i never told that story on a podcast but that, that's the whole story man right there
1: wow man well i'm glad we got an exclusive jonathan jones story right here you know yeah that's great man like so okay here, here's my question and then i want to i want to move forward with the journey Mm-hmm. If the plan wasn't even to go to college or to play college ball, and then you went from being a team manager to being on the team, maybe this is just being young because I went through it myself. That's why I'm asking the question. Like, you weren't even planning to be on the team, and then you made the team mm-hmm. redshirted. At which point were you like, man, I'm not getting enough playing time? Because I know a lot of people listening, they're going to. At what point did you start to get frustrated with the amount of playing time you were getting?
0: Bro, it was. It was the first, well, no, no, no. The, the the first year, yeah. So I was at that school three, it was like three years. Yeah. So the first year I was happy just to be on the team and I didn't really understand the game. The second year I started feeling a little bit more entitled, even though I still hadn't earned, I still haven't earned, improved myself. So it was really that second year. But then like that that third that third year I was there at the junior college, That was when I I actually started working up to getting playtime because I was sacrificing my body and I was doing the stuff that, you know, that was required for the team. So that's what happened at Richland. And then once I transferred out to UT, bro, then I had a stress fracture in my shin. Mm. And that was when it started all over again because now I'm in a boot. So now I'm sliding further and further down the depth chart. The guys are doing the tryouts. Coach makes up the roster and then i finally come back and it's like i mean you're on the team but we can't even give you so that was when it was like a one of those type situations you know like uh like a roller coaster of emotions but Mm -hmm. yeah bro and it was towards the it was towards the tail end i was like man i can't take this i don't want to just be the veteran on the bench what i look like so yeah (laughs) man it it, it was it was tough though it was tough i hear you man i appreciate you being willing
1: to even share that because Um, I know a lot of people can relate. Like I said, not everybody has the glamorous experience. I sure didn't in college. And then there's that sense of entitlement. And sometimes, you know, there's sometimes a lot of athletes, we take this with us after college. Like, you'll be entitled while you're playing. And then, like, for me, I came back home. I always tell people, I shared this on your podcast. I was thinking somebody was going to be waiting on me with a six-figure job just because I was, Uh you know, a D1 athlete. Like, hey, where's the six figures at? How come no one called me about a job yet? Oh, I have to go get a job. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so <laughs> with that experience, right, I, I'm assuming you had like mixed emotions when you realized, oh, this is my last time, you know, on the court. Not that you can't go hoop. Of course, you can, mm-hmm. you can go hoop any time. But like when you finished your college career, what was going through your mind? What were you experiencing when you were like, wow, this is this is really over?
0: Yeah, man, I I think it's um, it, it, it was just like how people talk about like, you mean, you really have to grieve that experience because. I, I had the opportunity to play with some really talented people like high school. we I, I There's guys that hooped in my high school that some went on to the league. Uh, some went on to compete overseas. And then when I played on the teams I played on, guys were like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, and they were skilled players. So seeing them go D2, seeing them go D1 from a Division three junior college, and then me having the experience that I had after, it was like, well, I wanted to go overseas. Like I was hopeful to go overseas, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have got the experience that I desired to have. So just in terms of experience, um I, I was just trying to ride that thing out. So after you know, after my college years, I played small time semi pro. and the part when I really realized that like it was gone, Taj, I was getting so pissed off in the game, bro. Like we would play junior college players in our semi pro game. And as I'm trying to go for the rebound, I got these two guys pulling me up by both shoulders. Bro, I've never been so mad in a game to where I'm walking off. I kick the ball. I kick the chair. I'm like, bro, this is it. Like, like I, I got to be done with it. Because just like Drake says, you know, the moment I'm done having fun with it, I'll be done with it. And, and that was when I had to realize, like, John, you just got to do something else. Like, it shouldn't get to this point. It's, it's time to move around so yeah man just just trying to let that go and then really trying to find okay well what is my next sport what is my next thing I think that was the part I was fearful of like not knowing what is going to be the next thing I got a, a bachelor's degree in psychology what do you do with that so <laughs> you know that, that that that's really just the emotions I dealt dealt with and that was just you know the challenge that I had at that point hmm
1: so I know you didn't go from you know kicking the kicking chairs and kicking the ball off the court to just walking off the court to being an author and a speaker and you know being the the podcast mentor like what did you do from there what was your next step like how did you begin to put the pieces together for that next chapter of your life
0: yeah man so I had had a um like uh just a smorgasbord of just different experiences one was just getting a job so I started working doing retail and um just just because at, at when i was in college i was doing retail I was working at finish line you know doing the shoes selling the shoes moving the shoes um but i had a flaw in my character so one part was the attitude times the other part was just stealing bro i was so bad like in finish line you know how you go you buy 200 worth of stuff you get a 20 dollars gift certificate whatever people would be like i don't want it and i'm like what you mean you don't want it they're like no nah, i'm good you don't got to put in my information i'm like what I'll put my information in for you so started doing it more than like times more times than I should have so long story short when it came time for me to you know I'm I'm in Dallas now because I left Tyler came back to Dallas and you know this is right around that time where the basketball was done and all that bro uh this was when they're like John we want to bring you in to have you potentially as a manager assistant manager and I'm like oh sweet And they're like, but your story is currently under investigation. So, (laughs) bro, just dealing with the character flaw there and then dealing with, you know, me doing some other stuff that still I never let go of right before I got fired in high school. So it was character flaw. It was integrity. It was attitude. So, bro, all of these things came full circle when it came time for me as I'm now looking for a job. And now I have to go back to, a job I had like in high school where I was working at a nonprofit and man, I feel like this was where like God really created an opportunity for me to really straighten myself out because now I'm working with, with youth and working with kids and you know, I'm just breaking things down for them. I'm challenging them on their integrity. I'm challenging them on their character. So going through these experiences, bro, this was why like teaching this stuff, Is what really helped me to hone in and cultivate you know who i was and just stop doing that knuckleheaded stuff man it was bad
1: (laughs) hey man honestly if they're not gonna use it i mean somebody needs to use it so
0: bro that's what i at the end of the
1: day like you know i feel you i know it's against policy or whatever but what i love about that man uh is how it sounds like you were. Almost, not, I, don't, I don't want to say that's rock bottom, only you would know that. But you were in a position where you were working at the nonprofit and almost like thrust into this position of leadership, like you said, where you had to be a role mm-hmm. model to the kids. So wanting to be an example put you in a position where you cleaned up your own act in like many different areas. I think that's a cool part of the story. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, man, because I know you do so many different things. Like. What happened after the nonprofit? Were you still working there? Like, did you become an author first? Did you start speaking first? Did you start the podcast first? Like how did things start to unfold for you business wise?
0: Yeah. So I was working at the nonprofit. And then um, from the nonprofit, then I started to I, I started to go to grad school, right? So was was going to grad school. And during the time I was in grad school studying to get my master's in counseling to become, you know, a licensed marital family therapist, bro, I got bit by the speaking bug. Right, so as I'm at the nonprofit, then uh, my my boss he tells me, John, you know, you go go get the masters, do this, do that, because he had his doctorate degree. So that fades out working at the nonprofit. Then I go off to, um, you know, I'm studying for the masters, studying. And bro, I thought it was easy to get the masters. I don't know why. Even though I see all these people in these posts mastered it, mastered it, bro. To get a master's. It means you master a subject matter, all right? I want people to understand that. You master something. I did not have the passion to master reading articles. I did not have the passion to master writing uh, in an educational writing style. So as I'm going through this, I'm seeing that I'm not as passionate about this work as these people are, in addition to seeing that there is one other person who kind of looks like me in the room. It was different ball game bro different ball game long story short i ended up getting kicked out of grad school because i cheated okay i cheated i plagiarized somebody else's resources on their paper because i literally stayed up all night writing a paper taj when i say all night i literally mean all night i did not go to sleep that night And I'm like, man, bump this. I'm just going to take her resources and put them over here. Like, that's not really plagiarizing. I'm taking the resources. It's fine. No, no, that is plagiarizing. Okay, so, (laughs) bro, get kicked out of grad school. And now it's like, man, I got to do something. I don't know what. I'm going to do something. So then I started going more so all into the speaking part, man. So doing the speaking and then from speaking, then it led to the podcasting and what now we're, we're five years into the game uh you know i've had a few different podcasts and use them different ways man that's why i want more people to understand like you use a podcast the right way it can get you to where you want to be but yeah man i was just like i said man that character flaw bro it keeps on popping up you see it keep on popping up
1: well you know what man just to find the silver lining in that to me what i hear with the uh the store situation using those discounts from the people who didn't want them and what I hear with like, you know, copying the resources, it's just being resourceful at the end of the day. Like, I know, listen, I know there's rules in place, but your are oper- one situation, like, I just want to point this out because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, follow you and people are going to be tuning in. The first situation, you were operating in a corporate environment. So there's rules and regulations. You just saw a window. It's not hurting anybody. You're just being, you're being resourceful. Also, with, I got a lot of people don't know this about me. I got in trouble for, uh, Plagiarizing a paper too in college. So we have a lot of similarities that I actually didn't know about. Um it's just being resourceful, man. Like I need to get this paper done. Here are some resources that can give me a foundation. Let me use these. They end up coming back to bite me, just like it bit you. But it's funny how a lot of those things play out in entrepreneurship, finding windows, looking for ways that you can okay, how can I use this structure and put my own spin on it? I think a lot of that applies. So
0: Tosh. that that, that's good man and i got it man i got piggyback man i know this is your show but i got piggyback man i was listening to uh an interview the other day and they said it's, it's it's very interesting somebody was interviewing a billionaire it was david Shands interviewing a billionaire his name's navid james and he said i don't know how i feel about school because he said in order to be success just basically what you were saying he said in order to be successful in business it's like okay i'm gonna i can copy off you Right. Because at the end of the day, if I use what I know and you like we basically share notes, this is how we get success. But in school, this is discouraged. At the end of the day, it's not it, at the end of the day. We get the We put the right answers on the paper and then we pass the test. Wow. What does that amount to? But in real life, if you share your struggles, you share your success, you share your resources. We both get to get to where we are getting. Man, right. bro, that that, that that was a good call out, Taj. That was a good call. Out. I see you over there hosting this podcast. I see you. I see you. <laughs> no, that's
1: real, man. I think about some game that you gave me. So when we were recording on your show, you gave me some game at the end of it, which I still listen to often about um, speaking. Because, you know, I'm just starting to get my feet wet in that world of speaking. I've just been coaching and podcasting all these years. But, like, in the educational space, we would have gotten in trouble for that because you were giving me the answers to the test. But in business, that's one man helping another man out, which you know what I mean? So mm-hmm.
0: um, okay. but anyway,
1: man, i want to go back to what you said. You said something so key that I didn't want to gloss over about the podcast. You said you've had many different podcasts over the years and each one of them served a different purpose. Can you just take mm-hmm. a deeper dive on that? I think that'll be a good lead into talking about what you're doing now uh, as a podcast mentor.
0: Yeah, man, m- most definitely. So if if we if we really look at it, and I and I'll, I'll take it from the lens of looking at different social medias, right? A lot of people they will go on Twitter or Snapchat and they'll share their alter ego, if you will. Then you go on LinkedIn and you put your buttoned-up self, you know, your headshot, smile to the side with the shirt and the tie. And you post that, and then Instagram, you just share images that you want to make people jealous of. If we're honest, <laughs> so uh, in terms of man, the podcast over time i've learned so the first podcast i started it was called jonathan jones speaks the podcast okay it was too much of me it was me on the cover doing like this (laughs) it was me looking like the chosen one uh have my logo on there have my name on there it was just a lot but i wanted to personally brand myself with this podcast and even going back to it now i mean if i wanted to do it now honestly i would say it's genius but it was just a lot of me at that time So then i said well let me take a step back then i changed the name to speak your success and it was geared towards millennials so providing motivation and inspiration to millennials just to uplift the generation tires the only issue with that podcast was i had a target audience but i didn't didn't have a target client okay and this 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 might go over somebody's head but if it goes over your head come back and listen to it at the end of the day with every podcast you should have a target client and you should have a target audience right so i later came back after i put speak your success to bed after like 275 episodes i create i i I said wait a minute this was right around the time of the pandemic i said i have to make this thing make sense and i said i want to start speaking to student athletes i already been speaking for like four years at the time but i was like I want to start speaking to student athletes. How can I get in front of student athletes? So then, after having, I started making calls, making randomly calling people in student athlete development. I even called people in development, and you know, development is the people who fundraise. I didn't know that, but I later learned. Okay, <laughs> but I'm asking these people, what, what's the what's the top three challenges student athletes are facing? What's the top three challenges student athletes are facing? What's the top three challenge? They told me mental health. They told me identity. They told me uh, transition life after sports, hence thrive after sports, right? So I said, I'm going to make a podcast and I'm going to gear it towards providing that resource, target audience, student athletes, and the staff that serve and support them. Target client could be the staff that serve and supports them or higher up, right? So by creating this content, now I was able to empower student athletes and then for people on the outside looking in, they'll say, oh, he has a sports podcast. Yes, please look at it like that. So now you see I'm serving your people. And then now you'll see me as the authority or the expert in the space. So then the opportunity to bring me in, I'm relevant in that space. OK, so that's what I did with those. And then now, since things have shifted for me a little bit, um, now I, I got the Your Podcast Mentor Show. And it's because I want to help more people start podcasts. Towards the end of Beyond the Ball, if you listen like the last four or five episodes, you hear me talking all about why student athletes should have a podcast, and just I just kept doing episodes about that. And I said, "Man, hey!" After talking to my coach, he said, "Bro, you need to go ahead and just put that podcast down and just start a podcast about podcasting." So that's what I do now with the your podcast mentor show, podcast how tos, podcast interviews, and also just sharing uh, the latest in podcast news because. I saw a gap. And the gap is there's nobody that covers podcast news that looks like me. There's nobody that has a podcast about podcasting that looks like me. Other people have podcasts where they say you should start a podcast or they talk about podcasting, but that's my lane. So that's what I've done over time. Speak your, well, Jonathan Jones speaks, which was turned to speak your success, beyond the ball, your podcast mentor show.
1: That was a good piece of game you gave about, you know, for anyone thinking about starting a podcast, or even if they already have a podcast where you got to know you said your ideal audience and your ideal client. Correct.
0: That's right. That's mm-hmm. who you're
1: speaking. Sometimes, of course, they're the same person. It could be mm-hmm. separate audiences, but that mm-hmm. was that was a gem. Don't let that go. If you have a podcast right now, you're thinking about starting one. Don't start one without keeping that in mind before you before you do that. Um, but is there a specific reason? That you felt like it was time it was time for you to hone in on just focus on supporting others with starting and growing um, their podcast. I know you said your mentor kind of gave you that piece of advice, but um uh, I know and even before we hit record, you were telling me, you know, you want more people who look like us to start podcasts. But what what had you make this? I don't want to call it a pivot, but what had you really just lock in on this area of expertise?
0: Yeah. So one one, it was a, one, it was it was a match in heaven. So um before my coach even said that i should do the podcast on podcast and my guy like i was talking about before david shans i'm a part of his entrepreneurship community called the morning meetup and he told me before he even started because he created a podcast course and everything like that just like i have and he said you should help people start podcasts because at the end of the day the majority of people are going to there's going to be more people at the ground level that want to start Versus people who want to make money from it The majority of people and I I've, I've realized this the majority of people start out and they'll rock for maybe two years if they're lucky the majority of people quit after six episodes, but there's some people that find the passion They're like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and they go for like two years and then they realize I need to make money from this So this thing makes sense just to at least cover the hosting charges or you know equipment or whatever else but so that was a big piece him and then words taylor my my other coach he he was the one who was like do the podcast on podcasting but then the third part of this trifecta that made this thing so beautiful was once again i was trying to find a gap and anybody out there listening you're you're hearing me consistently say find a gap or just like i believe it's seth godin who talks about finding your purple cow the purple cow for me in the thing that jumped out taj There's many people who are wanting to speak to student-athletes. And if we really put it all down on paper, all of us are going to talk about either mental health, transitioning. Now it's more and more people talking about financial literacy. Now it's people talking about NIL. But there's five to seven topics that all of those speakers are going to fall in one of those categories. I have not seen anybody else talk about podcasting in the nil space or talk about podcasting in a way to where it can cultivate a student's identity in a way it can build a student's identities network in a way it can build the student athlete's brand and then in a way it can set a student athlete up for success post-graduation so this is why like as nil became to come up i was like oh this makes so much sense and now i mean there's a lot of student athletes starting podcasts now but as i look across the landscape i haven't seen any of them that have started podcasts that aren't partnered with the brand that have continued to do the podcast it's no coincidence it's happening very much on purpose and we all need a coach somewhere we all need somebody that gives us the lay of the land and somebody that helps us understand like what pitfalls to look out for what we should be doing what we shouldn't be doing and all of that i didn't mean to get on that little tangent but it is what it is man no that's not
1: a tangent at all man this is perfect because i really wanted to spend some time in this area because i know this is you know this is what you do like i've been telling you i send people your way like hey you need to you need to link up with jonathan jones like if you're thinking about starting the podcast i can tell you like you know how to do it but if you want to get like the actual blueprint you need to tap in with jonathan so this is actually perfect man because you said like the average podcast fizzles out around like six episodes um for whatever reason people just can't find the time or it's not making money or whatever the case may be but what Mm -hmm. are some some just Mm -hmm. high level things you can give us right now for the people who are either thinking about starting it or or who have just started a podcast like what can you tell the people who are just beginning like what do they want to look out for as far as pitfalls what do they want to make sure they're doing anything you can share in that area
0: yeah 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 for sure so Um, One thing I want to share is Like we talked about before Target audience, target client We want to make sure we hit on that But um, something that's even bigger than that Is you want to identify What's the purpose of your podcast Before you start Like what do you want this thing to do for you And the reason I say that is I was speaking at uh, The Men of Color Summit down at Clemson And I met a young man I'll never forget His name is Sean, Mr. Sean. So i'm talking with Sean. he's a high school student two sport athlete and i'm like Sean, like uh what what happens you know like what happens after college what happens next he was like man i don't know uh but i do know i want to be an engineer and i said okay cool and i said do you know any engineers my man said no i said have you spoken to any engineers he said no and i said do you think it'd be beneficial for you to have a conversation with the engineer and for them to lay out like You know how they got to where they are now by way of what they have done and he was like yeah so i told him imagine if you did like the engineers podcast and you just interviewed engineers my man's in high school he can get a clear-cut blueprint before he even thinks about stepping anywhere to a college in addition to having a network of engineers so now my man can get letter of recommendation and everything down the line so anyway we we can't get there if we don't have a purpose for the podcast right so there's there's that aspect of it um then the other part is don't compare please don't compare yourself to nobody else like please <laughs> please like it, it will it will drive you crazy when you're sitting there looking at you know like looking at taj podcast do numbers on youtube and you like man i can't even get three people to give me some views man what's up So, like, that's something that will take you out the game before you start because you're going to be so busy watching Taj's numbers. I call it scoreboard watching, and you're going to take yourself out the game doing the work that you need to be doing and, you know, doing the research or studying whatever you need to study or however you want to lay out your content on your side. So, you know, get clear on the purpose. Make sure that you're not caught up watching everybody else. Watch yourself. Know your own stats, okay? Don't worry about LeBron. Don't worry about you know uh Brittany griner you know lisa leslie i know she's been retired but either way you know we want to be we want to be equitable you know what i'm saying on the show we'll be inclusive so right. you know <laughs> but uh yeah man so, so those things in the last part bro don't don't get so caught up on the equipment upgrade later like please master what you have and then upgrade later up uh, you don't need a microphone right now just get the headphones with the mic jack or if you got some air just rock with that and learn how to edit right now with what you have. So then, when you upgrade to, you know, something else like, if you got a MacBook and you're editing with iMovie or GarageBand. So then, when you, it's time for you to upgrade and you want to go, you know, Adobe or something like that, you know, and have already mastered how to work with that base level equipment. So it won't be as much of a learning curve versus trying to just start at the high end and you know you throw yourself off uh, from there.
1: Man, a lot of gems, a lot of gems right there, man. Uh, A couple of my favorites that I wrote down, I like how you said, don't worry about the equipment right away. Because I know you see this a lot with with your coaching when you're helping people get started. Like, I'm sure a lot of people, that's one of their first questions. And they're really, they're probably really looking for an excuse to just not get started. It's like procrastination at the end of the day. Do I have to soundproof the walls? What headphones? What microphone? Do I need to buy a $3,000 camera? Like, Chill out, just record something and put it out there. Like, I love that you touched on that, man. That
0: was huge. Yeah, bro. Well, I mean, I had the reason I had to hit on it because, man, I was that person, Taj. I probably over here have, what, one, two? Bro, I probably low-key almost have a $1,000 worth of microphones over here, bro. Low-key. And I'm saying that because how many microphones are going to use at one time? One, and two, if you're interviewing people. Not necessary, bro. Not necessary. Not to start out. It's not necessary. And
1: even with all those microphones, though, Jonathan, you still, if you add up all your podcasts, you still have hundreds and hundreds, if not over a thousand podcast episodes. So regardless, that didn't stop you from recording when it's all said and done. But that would stop some people from even pressing record because they don't have the thousands of dollars worth of equipment, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. you're right.
1: You're right. Another thing, too, man, I I wrote this down. I I didn't want to. I want to make sure we touch on this because. I think and you touched on this earlier, like a lot of people start the podcast and they're like, oh, I got to be like Joe Rogan or whatever. They're trying to compare like, you Mm -hmm. know, people get discouraged if, you know, only five people listen to your first episode. Like you have to expect that almost, you know, and having a purpose behind it. Like what you said about networking is so key, like what you told the young man with with engineering and how he can connect with those people who can help pull him up. That's so genius. A lot of people don't look at their podcast as like, you know, a way to connect with the right people. Um, do you, when you're giving advice, like when people come to you and they need help around what to focus, either finding their audience or like, you know, what the purpose, what the, the, the goals of their podcast should be, how do you help them narrow that down? Like, should it be to promote my business? Should it be to network? Should it be a mixture of, of all of them? How do you tailor that approach?
0: Man. So it really, it really depends on where they are. Like, it depends on where they are and where, what, like what they want to make this thing do um because you know i was talking with some uh two gentlemen at utah state and you know i was i was getting connected with them because for me you know i've thought that okay a lot of people who are student athletes they want to start podcasts because they want to find a way to get paid but then after i had them fill out this survey they was like oh no i want to build my network or i want to you know build my build my platform and i was like oh So we're not even talking about money, but it was what I thought, right? So it just depends on what what they want to do. And based on, you know, what they want to do with it, then, you know, I'll, I'll tailor and help them understand how they can roll out their podcast to make it do that thing. And the part about the networking, man, a lot of people, a lot of people who are successful, we don't even know who they are. We see their businesses, we buy their stuff, we buy their products, all this stuff. But we have no idea who some of these people are. So imagine if you interviewed somebody who's that successful and now you have an opportunity to where you can, you know, spotlight them or showcase them. You have a special connection with that person forever.
1: Mm -hmm. That's good, man. Um, Oh, this was so I was listening to one of your episodes. This must have been weeks ago. And you were talking about and I've been more mindful of this since I listened to it. You were talking about how to be an effective host. Right, and you were saying one of the things is let your guests talk. So for the people who already have podcasts, like, can you just go into that a little bit? Because I was listening to the episode, like, man, he's he's speaking the truth right now.
0: Yeah, man. man okay, Taj over there doing his homework. I see you, Taj. Man, so, <laughs> I'm tapped in, um, bro. I'm tapped in. I see you, man. So okay, so oh, I'm about to I'm about to dra- I'm about to throw somebody under the bus on this one. So look, <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people, and I'm like, what's your favorite podcast? And a lot of people say, I am athlete, but then they always talk about how Brandon Marshall cuts off the guests, and he'll never let the guests finish. I'd be like, ooh, and I'd be like, dang, he don't some of the time. And the the, the this is how somebody can lose fans, or this is how somebody can lose cool points. Because, bro, if, if you're bringing somebody, if somebody is a guest to your house, right, imagine that you know they come to your house they ring the doorbell they're excited to have dinner with you and imagine they walk up you just open the door and then just walk off right Like, hey come on come on in they're like hey man what supposed to do oh man just sit down over there like that that's the equivalent of like over talking your guests like you're not showing them that you appreciate them and you're not showing them uh that you honor and cherish them so we want to allow the guests to talk because when we allow the guests to talk now one they're going to give us great content when we let them talk but two depending on who that guest is or what reason you're bringing them in if you over talk them and if you're always sharing your thoughts and your opinions over theirs right it's perfectly fine for you to have differing opinions that's fine but if you're cutting them off to get your point across one that's just show that's just showing immaturity as a host It's it's showing immaturity, bro, because you don't want nobody like after that, after that engagement, if the goal of your podcast is to build your network, the goal of your podcast is to build your brand. You're going to shoot your foot. You're going to shoot yourself in the foot two times because after the person's a guest and you've talked over them, are they going to want to do anything for you? No. Are they going to want to refer you anybody? No. Is this going to build your brand? No, because the people who are friends with the guest. They're gonna hear you overtalk their homeboy, their homegirl, and they're gonna be like, mm, Yeah, I'm not gonna listen to this show ever again. So, man, that's a few reasons you know why why we don't wanna we don't want to kill the guest, man, because that's just bad business, bro.
1: Right. I, man, I, I was enjoying that episode so much because it was like people, it was just so so it was such an important thing for people to hear because people act different on the internet than they would act in person. Like in person, just because people are listening, like obviously we're having a conversation right now, but I'm hosting and this is being recorded. Just because it's being recorded doesn't mean I'm gonna, like, oh, when people are listening to this, so I need to jump in and cut Jonathan off and try to get my two cents. Like I'm here interviewing you. So the, uh-huh. let's move on, man. Let's move on from this. Um, another question I wanted to ask you like, when it comes to creating content, um, someone I'm like, I was a big fan of early on was Gary B because Gary B posts everything. He could be talking to people on mm-hmm. the street. He could be hosting a panel, speaking somewhere, anything that's recorded, he posts it as a podcast. What advice do you give for like, and obviously I know it varies person to person, but what are the different types of like content that you can post on a podcast, if that makes
0: sense? Yeah, well, one, I gotta, I gotta chime this in because I was listening to an interview he did the other day. Because Gary V also cuts off people. Um (laughs) what what I will say is this. What I will say is this, I'm glad you said that. It appears Gary V posts everything, but if you really look at it, you probably rarely, 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 I don't even know what his wife looks like. I don't know what his kids look like. You never see his family. And he set it up that way because I've heard him talk about it in interviews but he just said he's very effective throughout the course of like 18 hours of a day or something like that but in terms of content that you can post right let's say somebody doesn't want to be like front-facing let's say that they don't want to be seen on video uh, one, one thing that one, one thing that you can post um, if you're a presenter if you're um, somebody who's written a book If you're somebody who does workshops whatever bro you can record the audio of those sessions and rip that audio and turn it into a podcast and here's here's another one Taj. i don't think i have really talked about this uh on another uh on another podcast so this 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 might be a double exclusive let's go there's something have you heard of a private podcast before
1: uh yes i know people were doing them on like uh clubhouse for a while or something like that where it's only certain people have access to listen into it
0: yeah 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 yeah. okay so Clubhouse they got the you know they got the ones where they close it off and in certain rooms Apple has the one where you know you can subscribe and then Apple takes like a 30% cut but there are certain host providers right that will allow you to have a private podcast and then you sell subscriptions to that so like let's say I record an audio book And then I don't release it to the masses, but I say DM me the word audiobook, and I'll send you a link to where you can buy a subscription to my private podcast. Then you can download that podcast into your provider, but everybody won't get access to it. So that's another way that you can, you know, that's another way that you can do with content for a podcast um, and also a direct monetization tool for a podcast. Uh, But man, even in addition to that i've seen people record classes right like professors record classes as podcasts because you know it's the same equivalent of audio but it's just easy to you know dial into and listen as opposed to having to log into uh, a course or log into you know blackboard or canvas or anything like that um so those are a few ways but man you know just with self-care and where everything's going bro like meditation somebody can do record meditations uh, meditations affirmations make those in the podcast episodes and, and and rock like that That's good, man.
1: Basically what I'm hearing it sounds like nothing is off limits, which is good because it opens up the world As long as you have your mission and your purpose for the podcast in line you, You're saying you can pretty much record anything and post it as a podcast as long as it lines up
0: This is true, bro. Anything man in Any, anything people people are getting really creative now uh, with podcasts and man I support it. I support the creativity.
1: <laughs> Same here, man. Um, by the way, how are we doing on time? I got. I just sent the text to extend it. Are you good? You have a little more time?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool. Okay.
1: Because uh, we got to talk about the book, man. You mentioned audiobooks and everything earlier, and I see the book sitting behind you, Get Paid with Podcasting. Like, I know this is your... What book is this, man? Is this number... <laughs> Five,
0: four? What no, 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 no. This ain't five. You' being too kind over there. So, um, well, I mean, so the other, so I put out a, a, a checklist. I put out a student athlete podcast checklist. I don't know if that counts as a book or not. It's the ebook. So I, I guess it could if you wanted to. Um, uh, then I put out another ebook. It's like seven ways to best serve and support like your student athletes. That was an ebook too. So I mean, i if you count those, and I guess this would be four. But. Mm-hmm bro I wrote this one because like I told you before I want more people to start podcasts and I specifically want more people to start podcasts because probably over the past week I've realized that this is my DEI right this this is this is me doing my part in the work because it's creating an avenue to where more people's stories can be shared to where more um thought leaders can get into the space and they can educate other people and they can equip other talent and ultimately empower people for the movement of 2022 and beyond right because civil rights you know they uh dr martin luther king and you know everybody else who hopped in on that charge you know they were they, they were marching and they were hopping on the buses and they were doing the boycotts but now we don't have to do that now we can build our platform now we can we can build our own our own march by starting a podcast man you can put out your own message into the world and nobody can shut your platform down at the end of the day if you're posting on twitter you're posting on instagram you're posting wherever on social media that's least space right anybody can if you post something on facebook and old mark mark don't like it he gonna pull (laughs) it down you know if you post it on instagram and, and that gentleman over there he's like ah you know what john that's a little too spicy for me i'm gonna go ahead and help you take that down but with a podcast you're paying to host so therefore you're paying for your space so you can put out what you want to put out and share that into the world and man that that i mean that's why i wrote the book and that's why i on my profile i mean i've been saying it for the longest on my profile bro i got it to where people can get the book for free you can get the whole book for free you just pay for the shipping and i'm gonna ship the book to you i pack it up myself i ship it out myself right but just like um just like the Bible tells us it says our people will perish for the lack of their knowledge our people will perish for the lack of their knowledge Taj people are looking for a way to change something in life but they're not putting the action and they're not putting the resources behind the resources behind it to actually get the result and create the change we got to stop coming up with excuses and we got to start making some changes bro like it just it is what it is
1: man you're gonna get to preaching on here we could do a whole episode about put uh taking action over making excuses man that could be an entire podcast episode we could do say this man said this is my dei oh my goodness you said this is my dei like that's I think that's strong man because it really shows like the reasoning behind it like you have a greater mission of course you want to help people of course you're passionate about podcasting but like there's a bigger picture behind what you're doing and you want to help more people um just thrive man like i love to see it i love to see it bro
0: yeah man yeah i mean what i I, I, and the reason i came to it was because okay so for one going back to what you said about people making excuses and people not taking action so i was reached out to a I was reached out to by a podcast host provider uh, by the name of castos you know sh- shout out to matt and shout out to craig over there with castos and they came to me and they are like john um uh, we got this idea for a private podcast if we want to do a case study would you be open to just building yours in public and i said yeah sure why not and then after we've been in this like I've, i'm building out the audiobook, i re- just finished editing it the other day but now it's to the point to where he i asked him i was like How have other people been responding? I'm like, what's been the success of other people? And he said, well, people are shy and nobody else has really stepped up to take the opportunity. And I'm like, that's interesting. And I said, well, what type of people are you looking for? And then as he began to tell me different type of people, I started looking at my network and I was like, okay, I know these people over here. I know these people over here. And the majority of them, Taj, are black and brown. Okay, they're educated black and brown individuals. So then I was like, oh, well, I know this young lady here doing this. I know this young lady here doing that. So then I started to create introductions. So now more people that look like you and me are over in the space. And then now they're getting other opportunities because not only are they action takers, but at the but also they have some value. All right, we're back. We had a we were having some technical difficulties. Jonathan
1: was in the middle of dropping gems and uh it just dropped on us but we're back jonathan i don't even remember what you were saying man i know it was some heat i'm gonna have to watch it back but
0: <laughs> yeah man uh shoot i don't know what i was saying either i know we're just talking about dei and i was just saying that man I-, I want more people to uh to start podcasts and at the at the end of the day at the end okay let me just let me let's go right here let's go right here let, let, me, let me give you some stats to close this thing out let's give you some stats okay okay so look i pulled this up today right this is today As of today, there are four million sixty-two thousand four hundred and fourteen current podcasts that are listed, you know, on your apples and all that out there. Okay, so four million, right? Within the last 90 days, five hundred thousand, five hundred and eleven thousand. 539 have published an episode what does that tell you Taj things are not always what they seem it's less than that's almost like what that's almost like a sixth of the amount of podcasts that are active in the 90 days versus what we think are really out there what am I saying if somebody started a podcast today and they remain consistent for, we'll say half of a year. They'll be beyond the majority of the people that I just listed off. Taj, people got to start podcasts, man. That's it. That's it. Oh That's yeah, it. and 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 by twenty twenty eight, it's a hundred billion dollar industry. I think I said it once, but I'm gonna say it again, bro. A hundred billion dollar industry. Imagine what you could do with ten percent. Of 100 b imagine what you could do with 1% one percent of a billion dollars okay
1: man it's enough for everybody folks go get your slice of the pie y'all go get your slice man jonathan as we start to wind down man of course i want to tell people where they can get in touch with you the books the podcast all that good stuff how they can sign up to um uh, the. i know you got man, you got so many different things going on but before we do that like Closing remarks. You closed you gave us some statistics, but anything on your heart to share with the people after this great episode today, either about podcasting or just in general, the floor is yours, man. Anything you want to share for your closing remarks, go right ahead.
0: Yeah, man. So I'm I'm a, I'm gonna close out with, by 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 thanking you, man. Thanking you. Cause uh, bro, I think this might be my best podcast interview time. Let's go. I think this really might be my Let's best go. podcast interview, bro. I, I really, I really believe it and and uh and, and i'm gonna say that because man I, i've lit i've listened to to your show i've seen i see you take notes when you interview your guests man i see how how aware you are with the questions you're asking and you're genuinely curious man so uh, i want to give you your flowers j- just on just on rocking the mic um you know uh today and and being being a phenomenal guest and being an executor so so thank you for that uh and thank you for you know all that you're doing and bro the the word of encouragement i have for the people is like if it makes you uncomfortable then do it right you don't got to do a podcast like if you don't want to do a podcast please don't do one but what i don't want you if i want you to do the thing that makes you uncomfortable but then at the same time i also want you to remove yourself from the result And the reason I say that is because anything that is good for us, a lot of times is uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, after we do it, we feel so much better about it. Some people might like working out. My wife, she hates working out because she hates sweating, but she wants to feel good. I do, too. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things like we just got to do what we got to do. We got to do what we have to do so we can get to do what we want to do. Tires, man. That's it. That's it
1: man strong remarks strong closing remarks for the people right there and uh I appreciate what you said about me too man That means a lot did you hear that y'all not just anybody but the podcast mentor himself said I'm doing a great job with this podcast so I appreciate that brother um uh please tell people how they can get in touch with you follow me on social media and anything else people should tap in with man
0: most most definitely man so I'm, I'm Jonathan Jones speaks on like every platform for the most part and if you want to get a copy if you want to get a copy of my book you can get your own copy all right you can get your free copy you can go to get paid with forward slash book just pay for the shipping and the book is yours i cover everything in the book from how to start a podcast just like we talked about earlier getting clear on the purpose i talk about probably like almost 20 different ways you can monetize a podcast so get paid with forward slash book tosh thank you Thrive after sports family. Thank you for taking the time to listen, man. Thank
1: you, Jonathan. This has been a phenomenal episode. I'm excited to finally meet you in person, man. In a few weeks in Atlanta, it's going oh, down, yeah. bro. It's,
0: it's going, going down, bro. It's yes, going sir. down. It's going down. Oh, and if this go, if this is out before the conference, I want to let people know. Check out the the Athletes Unite Conference podcast. Okay, the Athletes Unite Conference podcast, where you know we pull a layer back on some things that everybody doesn't talk about uh with with athletes and just for the work that they're doing but also you can meet Taj and myself at the conference so yeah tap in there too that's right Jonathan thank you for all that you do man thank you for a phenomenal episode I know people
1: are going to get a lot out of this everybody check the show notes you'll be able to find all Jonathan's information there and folks Jonathan is a prime example of what it looks like to thrive after sports so we'll see you in the next episode thank you again Jonathan appreciate you bro thank
0: you my brother peace